Welcome back to Bach Fancy Talk, episode 13. I'm your host, Bach, alongside with a new guest speaker, Casey. Casey, how are we doing today? I'm great. I'm very excited to be here. I've been waiting for this. So yeah, excited. it's been a while. Unfortunately, our Marist high school football season has ended, so we can get more guys on it who have not been on it in the past. So, Casey, before we start and I kind of get into my five-minute ran of this week let the viewers kind of know uh what your team is what you're looking like and how you're looking for these next few weeks as the playoffs are approaching yeah it's it's been a very up and down season for me sitting right now at five and seven um got Dak McCaffrey had Brees Hall but had him go down so now we're rocking with Michael Carter um Tyreek and then with other receiver and flex we're rocking with like Jacoby Myers Thielen maybe Brandon Cooks it's a little rough and then we got Kittle yeah well, speaking of CMC, Elijah Mitchell is about to get put on the IR, and that's something we will talk about. Thank you, listeners, for the historic week. We hit our record high, 89th on the charts, wow. which is awesome. So thank you all for listening. Again, if you have not, please drop a follow on our Instagram, at Bach Fancy Talk. As we are officially in the middle of these cold weather games, I am telling you, you have to check the weather on these games. This weekend, there felt like there's about five or six games you know, either snowy, rainy, weird weather. So, again, please check those for your kickers. Yeah, I was going to say, especially kickers, people always forget about them. But this late in the season, they can be crucial. Um, and you forget about them, especially if you don't have, like, a top guy. Go on waivers and see who's playing in good weather. That could win you a game. Yeah. So, teams who usually, about this time of year, the NFL teams, for example, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Texans, well, they'll just break it down, you know, kind of tank towards the uh, draft, the NFL draft coming up in April. But this year, there were some weird trades that you should be remembering when so teams are not going to tank. For example, the Broncos. The Broncos currently will hold, would hold the second overall pick in this draft. But due to the Russell Wilson trade that is now sent to the Seattle Seahawks, their first and second round pick. So I don't think they hit the tank button. I did see a report that Nathaniel Hackett was going to be fired. That alleged to be not true. I think, again, it should end up being true in these next few weeks as they're having a miserable season. The next, the upcoming draft will be very interesting. We'll see how these guys go. That's not really a fantasy perspective right now, but the Houston Texans at the Ohio State and Michigan game, there were no Houston Texans scouts at this game. So right now, it looks like Bryce Young will most likely be the quarterback one, first overall pick. But I would look for Caleb Williams in this upcoming draft as he looks to be the Heisman, as I am starting now to pay more attention to college football with me having more time on my hands. Uh, yeah, especially Caleb Williams just watching this game. I think it's going to be really interesting um, watching as USC finishes this, this, finishes this season, um, possibly in the playoff going against top defenses like Georgia or Michigan. Yeah. So the Zach Wilson situation, he didn't even dress out. I, I saw a picture with him. It was three guys having an iPad. Quarterback coach Joe Flacco and Mike White. Zach Wilson did not have any uniform on. But Casey is a Jets fan, so we will get his opinion on that in a second. The Zach Wilson a situation is very similar to the Tua Tagovailoa situation a couple years ago. If you do not remember that, the Miami Dolphins were in playoff contention. They ended up not being in the playoffs under Brian Flores, but they were ahead in their rebuild. That's kind of what the Jets are. I feel like they're ahead in their rebuild. They have drafted very, very well. So they're putting in Mike White to try to make the playoffs. The only problem in which I listened to Richard Sherman, what he said on a podcast, I'm sorry, I do not remember that, is he hates the fact that a guy like Zach Wilson who gets picked second overall and a guy like Mike White who gets picked in the fifth round. Mike White is being demeaned, and Zach Wilson should be the star just because he's that high of a draft pick. I, I'm, again, you don't want to waste that draft value, but if that's what's the best for the team, I like how Robert Sila is making that decision right now. 
I'm not counting out Zach Wilson for the future, but Elijah Moore does seem very happy, and that locker room seems a lot happier, and they played very well against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. I hope they do play well. I hope only every team plays well against the Chicago Bears defense. Aaron Rodgers will do that well this weekend. But that, again, that is something to consider. And, again, the NFL, in the end, is just a business. So when it, what it comes down to is getting a playoff game. And if you get a playoff game, you get a ton of more, a lot more money. Yeah, I have to say, as a Jets fan, man, that is not what you wanted to see this late in the season. I mean, if you think about it, the Jets right now are sitting at 7-4. and four, And I think that that was definitely the correct move by Salah. And honestly... I think he should have made the switch in the middle of the Patriots game. When our defense gave up three points, you easily had a chance to win that game. You see Zach's not – he doesn't have it. Um, it's okay to let young guys sit, and Zach was just – everything was getting out of whack. You need to give him time. And, I mean, Mike White's proving again. And, I mean, I, that just was frustrating because if we win that Patriots game, we're 8-3. and three, And, I mean, the Jets are really fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, going that to that pic- back to that picture I sent earlier, which was – Zach Wilson not holding an iPad while the quarterback coach, I believe, Joe Flacco and Mike White were holding an iPad. I think that it's also tough, very, very tough mentally. I think it's more a mental thing right now. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get back to it. Tua Tagovailoa, I was reading or watching something today. He said he would just stare in the mirror and just be like, do I suck? I suck okay. at football. He'll just be saying that. So I think that's a problem with Zach Wilson right now. I think the media puts way too much attention on them. Luckily, they do not have a primetime game soon, I believe. So I think primetime games always get the media attention. Like, for example, the Falcons on Thursday Night Football when they played the Panthers, they never get any media attention. But then when everyone's watching that game, Mariota does very poorly. They're going to show that. So last part before we head into it, I think some coaches are going to start to get fired now as this is the middle of the second half of the year. So these coaches, I believe, should get fired. Nathaniel Hackett, absolute shocker for me. Dumpster fire. They got it. It's just it's a mess. It's a mess. Dennis Allen of the Saints. I don't think Brandon Staley of the Chargers will get fired now, but when they when they miss the playoffs, he'll get fired then. Cliff Kingsbury of the Chargers after signing that massive extension. Josh McDaniels, they won't fire him, but he's on the hot seat right now, and he should be fired. And Lowey Smith of the Texans. Teams on by last week, none. Teams on by this week, Arizona Cardinals and Carolina Panthers. Heading into the Thanksgiving Day games, Lions and Bills. Great Turkey Day performance from the Lions as DeAndre Swift could have gone for 25 points. Still stinks right now, but again, you're going to have to start Jamal Williams moving forward, and you're also going to have to play Among Us St. Brown. Great game mainly from Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Did this te- I thought this team would have done more. Forgot to say Isaiah McKenzie last week in episode 12 in the preview, but he still had a very good day. Um, yeah, I remember in a previous episode, uh, Walker Richens was talking about the Bills running game. To me, it looks like they're trying to incorporate more, um, but you're still going to have to wait to see if we're really confident in that run game. Um, and then from the Lions side of the ball, I just think it's tough to start really anybody with confidence besides Among Us, um, including the RBs, Swift only with five attempts. And, I mean, I'm confident in Jamal, but he, he is still very touchdown dependent. Yeah, obviously. I think I'll, I think Jamal Williams will get the Enzo this weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Giants and Cowboys, the Cowboys win the Odell Beckham Bowl as he is the favorite in Vegas and across NFL experts to go to the Cowboys. You can start every running back, but I view them as an RB2 or a flex option, a.k.a. Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Schultz is the start, like I've been saying, with Dak Prescott back in the tight end position being so slim. And obviously, C.D. Lamb. Cow- Ooh, giant side of the ball. If your trade deadline is passed, I would like to try and get rid of Saquon and upgrade at running back over him. 
Darius Slayton has flex value as of right now, and he could have gone for 25 points. That's all I really like from this Giants team. Thursday night football game, Vikings and Pats. I did not watch this game that much, but I told you the offense would be back from the Vikings, even though they played a very, very talented and well-coached New England Patriots team. I think that's the highest value we'll get all season from Adam Thielen. And then obviously, I'm very interested to see though how Justin Jefferson does this week going against Sauce Garner. And then obviously, you got to play Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins gets back on his consecutive touchdown streak, putting that back to one. Yeah. Patriots, this is the highest scoring you will get from any Pats lineup. But I really like Ramondre Stevenson a lot this week with Damian Pierce out. Yeah, Sauce versus uh, Jay Jettis, it's like must watch. Um, but from the Vikings side of the ball, I would potentially think about buying low for Dalvin um, even though he didn't put up a ton of points he still had 25 22 carries and five targets which I mean that production has to come at some point point. and also I just like to say it's crazy that Hawkinson right now is tight end too just shows the massive gap um, with between him and Travis Kelsey yeah I don't know if that changed this week but I saw something which I forgot to say on last week's episode that the gap between tight end one and tight end two is greater than the gap between tight end two and tight end 33 which I've been saying for weeks, go out and get Travis Kelsey. Heading into the 1 o'clock Sunday games, Falcons and Commanders. Not, not any great fancy value from the Falcons as all of the running backs are touchdown dependent, but in a deeper league, I think the only guy you should play on this team is Cordell Patterson. Commander's side of the ball, great game from Brian Robinson, but not the best from McCorn as I told you was going to happen. Weird game, but the weather kind of got into that. Antonio Gibson, though, I still believe is the running back you should start due to his PPR value. Um, yeah, I just think it's tough to start anybody from the Falcons in such an unselfish offense, including Patterson, ever since he came back from injury. It just doesn't look the same. And then I would also start Gibson. Um, it seems like they switch weekly, who has a larger portion of carries between him and Robinson. Um, he definitely has the higher PPR value. And I would consider maybe trying to package Brian Robinson after his strong week. Yeah. Buccaneers and Browns. Chris Godwin, legacy game, as I told you for a while. He's a very consistent, valuable option for fantasy football. I believe Rashad White is a must-start, and I believe he's the running back to start, even if Leonard Fournette is in and or out. Mike Evans is fine, and he will be back. Great game, though, from Nick Chubb on the Browns' side of the ball. And Amari Cooper, even though the star of the game is David Njoku, as you just start both of those, all of those three guys as Deshaun Watson is coming back. That's very exciting to see what he does for this team. Um, I think it'll be beneficial. But then for Lenny, even if he plays, I still would – consider sitting him just i don't know i don't see i don't see him producing more than other rbs in this league yeah Bengals and titans a little weird game but i kind of liked it t higgins always scares me as i have him on my team he seems to be more of a one drive or second half type of player no matter who the running back is for the Bengals, either if it is p ryan starting or joe mixon starting they are a must start obviously jamar chase should be back next week as this offense will have a shootout against the chiefs tight end side of the ball i really like Traylon burks i forget who they're playing this week oh they're playing the uh it's eagles, the eagles. Yeah. i don't like him that much this week but i still like him moving forward and then obviously derrick henry i definitely would stash Traylon burks if he's on waivers i think you have to pick him up um and yeah this Bengals. You, i would prepare to start all every bangle on your team um, i think that game's just gonna have loads of fantasy points yeah texans and dolphins i would start no one from the texans side of the ball as teams are trying to f are starting to figure out damian pierce and their game plan is basically just stop the run. Dolphins, the three-headed goat of Waddle, Tua, Tyreek, and then plus Jeff Wilson. They got a tough matchup, though, against the 49ers team, but that team is so well-coached. I think they'll be perfectly fine. 
Bears and Jets start Bears RB1 Justin Fields as he most likely will be back this week. Jets side of the ball, I'm going to let Casey take that over. Yeah, so, man, what an exciting game to watch as a Jets fan. Uh, but I'll say this. I'm not jumping too quick to judge Mike White after playing one game against a very depleted Chicago defense. Um, you know, he had his great game last year, and then the games after that, he kind of slowed down. So I'm not being too quick, quick to judge him, uh, but it definitely is an exciting move for the team. Um, and the receivers and tight ends, like Box said, looked much, much more explosive and just happy to be out there. Because um, he, he, Mike White acts like a veteran, um, and he takes what's given to him, doesn't try to force anything. He allows his playmakers to make plays. I think Garrett, going forward, looks like a must-start uh, with Mike White at quarterback. Have to see more from Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, though. And we'll talk about it later, but Michael Carter did leave with injury. Uh, Sala thinks it's a sprained, sprained ankle. Uh, but right now, it's it's tough to really start any of those RBs. It seems a lot like a committee right now, so we'll see how it goes moving forward. Yeah, Broncos and Panthers game, even though no one watched this game, uh, Panthers are heading to a bye. Um, really can't say much. Deontay Foreman is a low on RB2. DJ Moore is a solid flex play. Uh, Denver Broncos, who are they even playing? Are they even playing this week? Baltimore, be a terrible game uh, per usual. I did see something kind of funny, though. Uh, Rams, Broncos on Christmas Day. The Rams told their season ticket holders because the game is so bad, they don't want the game to be empty, to start giving away their tickets to charities for free. So wow, it, that's that, sad. That's how bad the NFL is right now for some of these teams. Raven the Jaguars, I wrote a lot on this game. Lamar should have taken the contract. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards is the running back to play as the only receiving uh, receiving option I like on that team is Mark Andrews, even though this team dropped a ton of passes. And Lamar missed a couple throws. They should, they should have easily won this game. But let's head to the Jaguars side of the ball as that is more of a storyline to talk about. Travis Etienne got hurt. So now what? I believe he'll be back this week, and if he does, it's a very favorable matchup against the Detroit Lions. If he's out, though, you have to pick up Jamichael Hasty and Daryl Henderson. If you did not see that, the Jacksonville Jaguars picked up Daryl Henderson off of waivers from the LA Rams, and you just got to uh, wait and keep an eye on this Jacksonville situation heading into Sunday and see what Doug Peterson says. Wide receiver room right now is so boomer bust, it is tough to tell who is the guy to start. Still believe that is Christian Kirk. Etienne and Doug Peterson did not want Etienne going back to, into the game as he could have against the Baltimore Ravens. I was watching that on Twitter. He was he got taped up. He was running on the sideline. He had his helmet. He could have got back in. little risky move by Doug Peterson to not play him considering that was a very close game. But they did win, so that's fine. And he most likely will be good to go this week, like I said earlier, against a depleted, depleted Lions team as you should start everyone on the Jaguars Heading into the late games, Chargers, Chargers and Cardinals. Weird word game. I was watching it on like the ESPN app, so I kept seeing a lot of punts. Did not, did not really do what I thought they were going to do with Eckler in the rushing game. That's fine. He had 15 targets, but the decision to go for two was a great call, and that was on the line for Brandon Staley's job. I still think you should start Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer, even. If Mike Williams returns, I think if Mike Williams returns DeAndre Carter, there's no point in playing him. As the Cardinals head into a bye, good game from James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins, per usual, and Kyler heading into a bye week. And Marquise did pretty solid, okay, on a quote-unquote pitch count. Raiders and Seahawks, awesome game in a shootout, and a career game from Josh Jacobs. Weird this Raiders team did not take his fifth option on Josh Jacobs, so he will be a free agent, which will be interesting to see. 
I only like Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs to start on this team moving forward. No surprise. Seahawks side of the ball. Excellent connection from Geno and DK. And Kenneth Walker was not productive, even though he had two touchdowns. He is not a good running back because he does not do what an NFL running back does. He does not get those extra yards. Seahawks had to rely on the passing game. Kenneth Walker only got his touchdowns because Geno Smith throws seven excellent throws on the drive. And they hand it off to Kenneth Walker and he gets in the end zone. Yeah, I will say with the Seahawks, if you're really just looking for a consistent wide receiver, I think Tyler Lockett's a guy that fits right alongside Chris Godwin as one of those guys. You just you just plug him in and let him stay there. He puts up 15, 16. Um, it's basically a lock every week. Yeah, set it and forget it. Rams and Chiefs, very weird game. This was a nationally televised game. You cannot, you cannot start anyone from this Rams team, no matter who, really who the quarterback is. But if you really, really need a guy, Van Jefferson is the one to start. Chiefs side of the ball. Kelsey and Juju seemed on a pitch count. Or no, no, Kelsey, uh, Juju seemed on a pitch count. So right now, I only like Kelsey, Mahomes, and all of the receivers, and obviously Isaiah Pacheco. He's getting a lot of work in an awesome matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. 49ers and Saints. Miserable, miserable game from this team. I told you, Alvin Kamara, if you got a better option, you should sit him against a really good 49ers team. And if you got to play someone, it would be Chris Olave. 49ers side of the ball. Everyone basically had a dud game this week. But I will say, moving forward, uh, you got to look and see who the 49ers defense is playing because I saw 49ers have given up zero points in the second half in the last three games. So I'm talking running backs. If they're playing a 49ers team and it's like an RB2, maybe consider, like Fox said, um, sitting them for somebody else. Yeah, I think um, that was a great stat, but I think that will be broken this weekend against the Miami Dolphins, Elijah Mitchell is out six to eight weeks, which just puts CMC value even higher than it already is right now. Philadelphia Eagles and Green Bay Packers. It was a weird start. I thought this game was going to be a complete blowout, but it ended up kind of being a shootout. RB1 Jalen Hurts could have gone for 50 points if they gave him the ball on the goal line, but instead they opted to give it to Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. Not the best, though, from Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown, as I believe their value is decreasing when the opposing team's defensive game plan does not focus on taking away Jalen Hurts' rushing ability. Almost seems like a similar year from Jalen Hurts compared to Kyler Murray in 2020, a couple of years ago. Packers side of the ball, go Pack go. I believe Aaron Rodgers is, I, I believed, I thought he was going to take the injury route like he did with his collarbone a couple of years and sit out the rest of the year. But he just said on the Pat McAfee podcast that he will be back to go on Sunday. And I think I finally figured out Christian Watson is officially the wide receiver one in this team. We have had three weeks, so it is valid to officially say this. Yeah, I agree. And I will say this definitely surprised me after his, his amazing game the, the first week. I for sure thought he was going to be a one-and-done guy, um, similar to Dobbs was earlier. But I think I agree he's the number one guy um, moving forward. Yeah. Heading into Monday Night Football, Steelers and Colts. It, was, it really just felt like a 1 o'clock game. Weird game, though, but I'm feeling good about Pittsburgh's running backs as they play the Atlanta Falcons this week. And George Pickens is officially the wide receiver one, like I said last week. Najee Harris is hurt. The running back to pick up for him is Benny Snell Jr. Colts side of the ball. Pittman plus Jonathan Taylor. I always feel like a random receiver, though, breaks out for the Colts. But really not that much to say from that team. I think uh, pretty obvious starts from them as they head into a very tough matchup against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Heading into our preview, Bills and Patriots on Thursday Night Football. It will be a little weird game. I think the Patriots will keep it close, but I would start Gabe Davis, Diggs, Josh Allen, Stevenson, and that's it. 
I mean, I, I may also add Singletary as a low-end RB2, um, but I agree if you have better options, um, there's definitely better people to say. And I will say, stop giving Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes time at the end of games. <laughs> the Lions, week. I mean, how do you let Diggs wide open on a post route with 13 seconds left? I just can't believe it. I, at least that game was closer than other people thought on Thanksgiving. Steelers and Falcons expect a nice game from Najee Harris if he plays, but if not, play Benny Snell Jr. I think Pickens and Deontay Johnson will do well against the Falcons and the fact it's indoors. Falcons and Steelers side of the ball, Cordell Patterson, and that is it. Packers and Bears, Christian Watson is hot. Ride the hot hand. Also, Aaron Jones, and I see Aaron Rodgers being a sneaky play against the Chicago Bears, who he loves to play against, and obviously start Justin Fields. Yeah, uh, after watching the Jets-Bears game, even though Fields is coming back, um, I would plug in David Montgomery for sure. He's coming off two really good games, and just watching him, man, Jets have a really good run D, and we just couldn't stop him. He was a tough runner. Um, I like him going forward. Yeah. Jaguars and Lions, Travis Etienne should be back this week, hopefully. And I feel comfortable starting all three receivers in Marvin Jones Jr., Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk. I would just also like to add from the Jaguars side of the ball, uh, definitely give Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I'm going to start him this week against Detroit. Um, he's, he's been doing a lot better recently later in the year, and also it's Detroit's D, so yeah. I expect a big week. Very depleted. I love Jared Goff as a sleeper play, and then Among Us and Jamal Williams should be in your lineups. Jets and Vikings, uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, I'm not going to say Mike White's a sleeper quarterback. I'm just going to go with Garrett Wilson. Vikings side of the ball, uh, the normal uh, quadruple. But I'm intrigued to see how Sauce does against the best wide receiver in the NFL. If Michael Carter is out, I would like to say Zonovan Knight is one of my waiver wire, waiver wire ads as he seemed to get the majority of the share. And I'd say if you haven't already, you got to drop James Robinson. Um, he was healthy last week and he was still inactive. Uh, so other guys are just getting the edge over him. you got to drop him. Yeah. Commanders and Giants, Antonio Gibson, McCord, and Saquon. And that's it. Titans and Eagles, Derrick Henry, the RB1 and Jalen Hurts. RB2 and Miles Sanders, plus A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Broncos and Ravens, let no one cook. Lamar and Mark Andrews. Browns and Texans, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, and then no one. Uh, Seahawks and Rams, let Geno, D.K., Lockett, and Kenneth Walker cook. Van Jefferson is the only one I would consider from the Rams, as Tyler Higbee is now officially irrelevant. Chiefs and Bengals. Shout out or no shootout incoming. I would start everyone. Jamar, I, Jamar Chase had a 50 point game like last year. Is this deja vu? Um, possibly. I th- all three Bengals wide receivers this week, I personally think are must starts, including Tyler Boyd. I could see all of them having just major boom weeks. Um, and same side from the Chiefs side of the ball. It's just a little less um, easy to predict that from the rec- uh, receiving core. Chargers and Raiders, everyone, but not DeAndre Carter if Mike Williams plays. And then, obviously, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Colts and Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman from the Colts. Cowboys, CD, and I think Tony Pollard will do better than Zeke this week. And then, if you got a better option like Casey does, I would possibly uh, bench Dak Prescott. Um, But if you have to, just play him. No harm in that. Saints and Bucks. I'm going to go in and say no one from the Saints. And then Buccaneers, I'm going to say Godwin, Rashad White, and Mike Evans. Defenses this week, Bills versus Pats, Steelers versus Falcons, Packers versus Bears, Commanders versus Giants, 
Giants versus Commanders, Ravens versus Broncos, Browns versus Texans, Cowboys versus Colts, and then Saints and Buccaneers. Weaver wire pickups I like this week. Uh, Zonovan, who? Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight from the Jets. Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs. Deshaun Watson from the Browns. Traylon Burks from the Titans. Odell Beckham Jr., free agent. Hopefully his off-field issues. I will not say what those are. Hopefully his off-field issues do not determine who he signs with. Jamal Hasty from the Jaguars and Daryl Henderson from the Jaguars if you have ETN. And then Benny Snell from the Steelers. We are now heading into our pick'em segment. Thank you to Rush Williams for allowing us to do this. Buffalo at New England. I will take the Buffalo Bills. Me as well. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. I will take the Atlanta Falcons at home. Hate to do this, but I'm going to have to go Pittsburgh. I just don't see Atlanta putting up too many points on Pittsburgh this week. Green Bay Packers at Chicago Bears. I will take the owner of the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers. I'm also taking Green Bay. Jacksonville Jaguars at Detroit Lions. I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going Detroit this week. I love it. New York Jets at Minnesota Vikings. I will take the Minnesota Vikings. Got to go J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Mike White, bounce. another great game. I see it coming. Washington Commanders at New York Giants. I will take the Commanders in this one. I'm also taking the Commanders. Tennessee at Philly. No surprise. I am taking the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Denver at Baltimore. I will let Lamar cook and take Baltimore Ravens. I'm also taking Baltimore. Cleveland at Houston Texans. I am taking the Houston Texans wow. in this one. I'm taking Cleveland. I know. I think Deshaun might have a slow start, but I think Nick Chubb's going to run all over Houston this week. So. Yeah, we won't talk about Deshaun Watson's off-field ability, but I think he will be a little mentally messed up. Um, returning to Houston, shout out to the NFL scriptwriters for this game. I just don't see him playing real well, but I think he'll be fine in the future. Seattle at LA Rams. I will take the Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking Seattle. Miami at San Francisco. I will take the Miami Dolphins. I'm taking the Niners. Kansas City at Cincinnati. I will take the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm also taking Cincinnati. LA Chargers at Las Vegas Raiders. I will take the Raiders. I'm going Raiders. Indianapolis Colts at Dallas Cowboys. I will take the Dallas Cowboys. As well. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. I will take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm also taking Tampa Bay this week. If you have made it this far, thank you for listening. I thank Casey for coming on this podcast, and I thank you for listening. Casey, any last words before we go? Uh, hey, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Sauce Gardner, zero catches allowed versus Justin Jefferson this week. It's going to be so fun to watch. We'll come back and see how that <laughs> is in a couple of days. We have a new guest speaker next week. I am very excited for him, and I am thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.